So if you were worshiping with us last week, you'll remember Clover and Ian offered a joint sermon, a sermon they're preparing for the Festival of Homiletics. And because today is such a big day for us, we thought we would offer a similar sermon, the three of us, a shared sermon. And then next week, we're back to solo preaching. I think, <laughs> Ian, you're in the pulpit, right? Um, so I am raising two young children. They're aged five and seven. And if you've ever raised children or are raising children or can imagine raising children, you often find yourself juggling many details in daily life. School drop-off, soccer practice, scout meetings, Sunday school, school pickup, art projects, sidewalk chalk, and at least in my household, buying rolls and rolls of scotch tape. Because in my household, we use miles of scotch tape to build entire housing projects out of yogurt containers and egg cartons and cardboard boxes. I wonder if you can relate. My spouse and I juggle full-time careers. We're attached to our electronic devices, checking email and texts. We manage our schedule and outlook and 30-minute blocks. We have Zoom meetings and conference calls and thankfully more in-person meetings with colleagues, which I love. Although that'll change next week because COVID numbers are changing and so protocols change and then the next week that'll change again. The anxiety and the exhaustion of daily life seems to be overwhelming at times. And I wonder if you can relate. And I listen to NPR and I read the New York Times and I try to absorb, if not just merely try to comprehend our world. War in Ukraine, mass shootings in Buffalo, racism, economic instability, increasing rates of suicide. I'm asked to care about so many things in so many places that impact so many people. And I'm pulled in so many different directions. I find the pace of life fatiguing at times and my interactions with others disjointed. I lose my phone and then I lose my keys, but I've lost my phone again. I leave my laptop, and this is a true story. I leave my laptop on top of the car as I drive to have lunch with Clover and Ian right down the street. And back. And back. It <laughs> stayed there the whole time. I think that's grace, actually. <laughs> I, like Sandy, I forget where I park. Not just at DIA Airport, like Sandy shared, but at King Super in my neighborhood. I can't find my car. I forget where I'm supposed to be next. I sometimes forget where I'm even supposed to be right now. And I wonder if you can relate. Isaiah says that God's ways are not our ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And I sure hope not. <laughs> For many of us these days, we find that our ways are very scattered, 
very scattered indeed, shifting from here to there, struggling to be present with a person who's sitting right in front of us while we're already moving to the next thing where we're supposed to be. Our thoughts are scattered, mindlessly surfing the internet on YouTube for a do-it-yourself project that we'll never do, or a cat video that makes us laugh but somehow leaves us empty inside, or whatever self-medicating addiction soothes our restless anxiety. And so fleeting are thoughts that remind us to notice God breaking forth in the small little moments of everyday life. In the sunrise, in the barista, even in traffic. And thank God our ways are not God's ways and our thoughts not God's thoughts. And so we're left with a deep longing inside. A longing in our souls to experience something greater than ourselves. A deep longing to know an inner peace and a connection with community amidst the frenetic and perfunctory demands of everyday life. We have a deep longing to enter a space, a container, a safe sanctuary to heal and to experience a glimpse of God's ways and God's thoughts. A space like Montview Church. Indeed, this space, these buildings on the corner of Montview Boulevard and Dahlia Street have been set apart as holy space for the formation of disciples of Jesus Christ for 120 years. The first chapel, which now we call the Heritage Center and the Memorial Library, was constructed in 1910, the Miller Chapel in 1918, and the new sanctuary, we still call, 1958. Montview Church has been and remains a landmark dedicated to the worshipful service of God in the world. For the first 15 months of the COVID pandemic, We were restricted from gathering in this space, in our building. And it was disorienting, frustrating, and for many, heartbreaking not to gather inside. And I wonder if you can relate. But that time gave us an opportunity to ponder the importance of being church, not just attending church. As the diaspora of Montview Church in the world, it was healthy for us to claim our Christian identities, not primarily connected to a historic building, but to see ourselves as living, breathing buildings filled with the Holy Spirit outside these walls. But as the months passed, we longed to gathered together. And many of you realized how important worshiping in this space mattered to you. I wonder if you can relate. 
Well, we finally gathered in this sanctuary June 6th, 6th, 2021, and we have been worshiping in this space since then. So why is space? Why is this space so important? We return to this sacred space week in and week out, hopefully, to remember who we are and whose we are, to hear our shared story, to build friendships, to sing praises to God, to find home in an unsettling world. And most importantly, we gather to be shaped into people of faith. These stone walls hold the laughter, songs, prayers, cries of infants and the elders who have gone before us. And we are shaped by them because space is living and it has its own story to tell us. Sometimes we come to this space bruised and in need of healing. And we gather to sit quietly, to quiet, to hush that inner chatter that is incessant so that we might listen more deeply to that quiet whisper of God's love. We gather to be fed by the Eucharist, this table of love spread out into the world. And we gather to be baptized around the font, the baptismal waters that claim us and mark us as God's own children. As Jason said, we are people shaped by the world and its pressures, and, we're, and our lives are fragmented. In John 6, Jesus fed 5,000 mouths from two fish and five loaves. And once the crowd had their fill, the story says, the disciples were sent out to gather up all the fragments. Gather up the fragments, Jesus said, so that none will be lost. And they did. And they got 12 baskets full. I want to highlight and say thank you to Bob Cloud and Mary Medley, who so generously donated, gifted this congregation with the mosaic out in the Westminster Commons. Um, this gift to the church rem reminds us that we are fragmented and yet we come together to be whole. In Isaiah 55 and 56, the prophet speaks about the God who gathers up all peoples. The pro prodigious hospitality of God is to be honored and the imperative to be a people who are hospitable is also the message in Isaiah. This word from Isaiah inspired Montview Church to set its vision to be a house of prayer for all people. And we, not, we haven't been perfect at it over the years, but this is God's call upon this community, and it remains God's call upon this community. That's why a house of prayer for all people is engraved in the stone above the doors entering this sanctuary. 
Montview Church has always been a place and a community that has sought to include people um, from around the Denver area to engage in civic discourse. In 1903, the members of Montview Church hosted the Literary Society, and they invited political leaders and civic leaders to come to address important issues in society so that they could wrestle, that Montview could wrestle with what it means to practice Christian faith in the world. We pray that this church will continue to be a gathering place for generations to come. That more, most importantly, all ages will be nurtured and formed as disciples of Jesus. That lives will be changed toward the things of God. As Isaiah said, so that in our obedience and trust, we will leave this place with joy and be led back in peace. And having gathered, we then scatter again. Like Peter on the mountain of transfiguration, a part of us may long to just stay here. A part of us might say, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let us set up tents and stay. But the world calls. And Jesus went back down the mountain. And we too will go back out those doors. For there are people who need us. And there is scotch tape to buy. <laughs> we were not made to hide from the challenges of this world. We come here not to recoil, but to renew our strength and to refresh our eyes so that we might behold again the beauty and the holiness, the love of God glimmering through even the most challenging and difficult times. We are led back out those doors like the cottonwood seeds we see floating around Denver these days scattered by the wind, but we carry in the pockets of our hearts the hope and the peace and the love of God that we find here. For what we find here and what we practice here and what we take from here is like nothing else in the world. The words we use are funny. The practices we practice prayer and communion, baptism, hymns, scripture. These things are strange to the world. But it's in that strangeness that there is power and healing and hope for the world because it is in those practices that we find the strangeness of God. It is God that we take back out into the world. We might think of ourselves as couriers of the holy. Nothing special in ourselves. But filled and fed in this place, we go out. And then every time that we offer true forgiveness, every time we welcome the unwelcomed, touch the untouchable, love the unlovable, then our own scattered, fragmented, not 
enough lives become a small line in the great story of God's redemption. And that's why we give thanks today for this holy tabernacle of stone and wood, glass, steel. This place that for 120 years has so generously welcomed us as imperfect as we are and so willingly has fed us spiritual beggars that we are and that has so stubbornly trusted us to go back out again and do nothing less than be scatterers of God. We asked Dr. Walter Brueggemann, uh, the preeminent Old Testament scholar and the friend of Montview, if he would write a prayer for this very special day in the life of our church. You can find it on the back of your insert this morning if you like. We thought it would be appropriate to conclude our, script, our sermon this morning by reading it. And so I invite you to just settle in, maybe close your eyes if you like, or follow along if you like, as we shift from sermon to prayer. Hear these holy words and may they fill your heart. Let us pray. We have heard tell of you, O most holy God. We know of your steadfast love, your protection of the vulnerable, your passion for restorative justice, your self-giving love, your readiness to forgive, your notice of the neighbor. And because we know you, we scatter Every day we move across the landscape. We do our jobs and run our errands, and we engage in witness to you. We notice our neighbors. We protect the vulnerable. We advocate for justice. We give ourselves with generosity. We welcome in glad hospitality. And then, Often and regularly, we gather together in this awesome building. We gather to learn and grow in faith, to be forgiven and to forgive, to worship you and pray to you, to sing your praises, to quicken our resolve for obedience, to renew our hope for your world to exult in friends in faith. We gather here. This is our gathering place. We love this place. Its gracious lines, its walls so filled with memories, its pews where we may rest in your presence, its kitchens where loaves abound, it's study rooms where we grow in faith. We love this building. And we dedicate it again to you and to your purposes. 
Let it be a place of grace and passion. Let it be an arena for prayer and praise. Let it be a center for our discipleship and a home for good friendships. We gather in this place to be changed toward you. And then we scatter again every day to be your people. We gather to collect ourselves. We scatter to give ourselves away. As we scatter and gather and scatter, we are in small ways like you. You scatter yourself in self-giving and gather yourself in awesome holiness. We are glad we and our building belong to you.